Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sales Masters Podcast. This is going to be the hub for any professional out there who's looking to get to that next level within their business. Not only are they going to be dropping tips, but bringing in the absolute titans of industry. Big names out there, like the people like David Meltzer, leaders of their industry. We're going to share with you exactly how they got there, the problems they faced, how they overcome it, so you can use them within your business. We're going to be dropping weekly gems that you can go off to help you get up to that next level. And we look forward to having you here on the journey. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Sales Masters Podcast. Today, probably needs no introduction if you're watching this on video form, we have the incredible Paul Getter. Hi, Paul. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks a lot, David. It's my pleasure to be here, bro. You are by far, as I said earlier, one of the most recognizable people out there. But on top of being damn good looking, got the bow tie, the glasses, the jacket, the whole nine yards. You've also, I mean, your agency spent over a billion on ads. Um, you've got on Instagram alone, 1.5 million. You're friends with the stars, the Ty Lopez's and I think if I named them all, that would probably take the whole podcast. <laughs> How is life as Paul Getter? How are you? I'm doing great. First of all, thank you for having me here on your podcast. It's amazing. I know you've interviewed a lot of amazing people. So I'm um, thankful to be among some great names. And yeah, I, you know, I've never heard someone say that I'm one of the most recognized people. But, you know, a lot of times people say like Brad Pitt, Paul Getter, you know, Justin Bieber, something like that. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh, I guess I've been around the industry a long time so that you don't look old, though, Paul. How old are you? I'm I'm going to let you guess. I'm going to go 33. Whoa, man, I am your new you know best went, friend. You know I went well under there, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... We've got to do that, right? So okay, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Mid-40s? I'm 47. Yeah. 47. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're a wise guy. It's hard to... Do you ever find it's hard to guess someone's age when you know they're very switched on and smart because they're, they're, sure. they're wise beyond their years, so you... You expect them to be older, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, a lot of times in this industry, you've got, and no, not to discount a lot of these young guys' success, but you've got a, a 19, 20 year old guy that made his first $100,000 on a Shopify store. And now he's a coach and a consultant. Yeah. And again, yeah. not to discount his success, but I've been, I've been doing this. I was one of the beta testers for Facebook ads. Were you? Uh, yeah, yeah. F- Facebook was reaching out to me and I was testing their ad platform right. for them when they first got started. Interesting. So yeah. what, I want to cover something quick. So here's where I lay my cards out on the table. And it wasn't just the reason I'm getting you on. I think personal branding identity is something which is really, really important. Absolutely. You've clearly got. I was thinking, it was, this isn't me stealing because you're here. I mm-hmm. literally the other day was thinking about getting some thick black lens glasses. I love them. And I'm uh-huh. thinking about dyeing my hair white. Like, okay. okay. So I'm not thinking, I'm not going to go bow tie and steal everything you've got. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think there's a power. One, I want to do it because I'm cool with changing my image. But I yeah. think there's a power that you, if you want to stand out, yeah. you've got to stand out, yeah. right? And what, what do you, do you put a lot about afford into the branding that you have? Or is it just naturally, this is the way you've always been. And it's just turned out that, that that's just the way it is. Yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting. Who was it? It I, I've, I've read the study. Um, 
with magnetic marking. What's his name? Uh, uh, anyways, one of the top guys, uh, he's, a, he's an old school marketer. He did a study and he showed Dan Kennedy. Dan Kennedy yes. I literally, yes. I literally got a lot of books delivered the other day. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, uh, anyone who's watching this back was probably like Dave's just looking away. He doesn't know. I was uh-huh. looking on a bookshelf. We haven't put these away yet. Dan Kennedy. And I haven't got around to read. Yeah. So, so Dan Kennedy in one of his books, he talks about individuals that have, you know, very distinguished characteristics. Like it could be a person with a very thick mustache, a large yeah. chin, or, you know, something that is very distinguishable, distinguishable that it gives them an advantage when it comes to marketing and, and business in general, because, you know, you got, you got to do something to set yourself apart, to be memorable. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be remarkable, you've got to be markable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So, so, uh, so people have, have to be able to remember you. I've had people, I jump on a call w- with them and they may not remember my name, but they're like the bow tie guy bow tie guy. So, so the interesting thing about it is what you see here is sincerely who I am. Mm. I, I, uh, I wear glasses because if I don't, I can't see. Yeah. And yeah. I suit and tie is kind of my, my comfort zone. I remember I was probably about 15 years old. I went into a job interview at a dry cleaners and my parents always told me, like, if you're going to a job interview, interview, dress up, wear a tie and everything. And I remember the guy interviewed me. And at the end of it, he said, I'm going to hire you. He said, one of the main reasons why I'm going to hire you is because you are the only person that came in here dressed up wearing a tie. That means you respect and you take things serious um, about getting this job. And so that is kind of, you know, my comfort zone is a suit and tie I didn't always wear, I used to wear the regular tie. Yeah. And, but then I converted to the bow tie because one of my friends said it looks, the bow tie looks cool. Yeah. So, and I like it. So like for me, I'm very much about suits. I, do you know, I struggle with, I get so hot. Like today, I think it's about 28 in the UK. It's not crazily hot. Yeah. But if I've got a, I'm literally, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm going through the Sahara. So if you catch me in the winter, I'm suits all day long. Like I'm always like, there's something I I think in the early days of sales, Uh I used to feel like I was putting on almost your armor. Yeah. 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 And I think the way you, the way you dress makes a difference Uh in the early years as well. So take me back to yourself early years when you got into the, to the marketing game, how did this all come out? Was it just a, a natural progression? Was there a big catalyst for you that got you into the game? Yeah. So I was probably one of those, you know, as far as the internet marketing nerd, I've always been a nerd. Right. So interested in computer type stuff, tech type stuff, things like that. Uh, I remember I was probably about 10 or 11 years old. My mom got a computer. Someone threw it away and she found it. And so I'm 10 years old. This is the day of Radio Shack, Tandy 1000 EX computer. And I was playing around with it, programming and doing things like that at 10, 11 years old. So I always kind of had that tech nerd science background, but I grew up in a a low income home where 
you know, the hustle was real. Like, hey, go mow grass. If you want to go to the movies or something like that, mom and dad's not going to buy it for you. You have to go make your own money. So I was taking people's garbage out. I was mowing grass. So I had that hustle entrepreneur mindset, but I really didn't have any focus or direction uh, when when I graduated high school. Um, And I tried just about everything. Man, I was fast foods, you know, uh, working at the mall. And again, just about anything, whatever I could do to pay bills. And one of one of the things when the Internet started, you know, is in its infant stages and businesses realized they needed to be online was uh, getting your website, which, you know, it's like every business has the website now. But there was this time when people like, do I need a website? Should I get a website? And so I started learning, playing around with building websites and I would just go to a local business and say, hey, you don't have a website? You need to be on a website. And I would, and I would do it for a few hundred dollars, $500. And I did it as a side hustle. I remember I'm doing this side hustle, building the websites and trying to learn things online. And I was working for a merchant processor company. So these are like the guys that in the restaurants, yeah. the credit cards and stuff. And I was the sales, one of the sales guy where I call up businesses and say, Hey, you know, what's your merchant process? We can beat that, you know, and we would get someone out to their business to change them over to our merchant processing company. Well, the thing about it is the owner, he was just like a a mean, angry guy come in yelling and just like high pressure, just yell at everybody, get us upset and stuff. Just hammer them until they give up or they die. Yeah. 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 Which is not my personality. I'm just kind of like, that's not me. And so I remember when he would leave, people are like, man, he needs to just calm down. Like, I, I'm going to quit if he doesn't stop this. And so one day he came in and he was yelling and just blah, 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 blah. And so I thought, you know, I'm a nice diplomatic guy. And I went up to him and I said, you know, sir, uh, the way that you come in here and just yelling at everybody really makes kind of a, a hostile work environment. And as soon as I said that, he took a step back, pointed me in the chest and he's like, Paul, if you talk to me like that again, you're going to lose your job. And I was like, well, I, I'm not going to give him the privilege of doing that. So I, I left. I, yeah, I, quit. Yeah. I quit. And so I was really put in a position that that little side hustle of building websites and doing things online. It was like, okay, it's all or nothing now. Mm. And so then you go off, you set up your own business. Yeah. Um, I know for a lot of people that listen in on this, I think I try to put things in a diplomatic way, but a lot of people lie about the figures they've got. Yeah. They want to transcend. Everyone's a seven figure coach. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then inside they're dying a little because they're struggling to get the consistency behind it. Yeah. yeah. So there's a big jump around from when you've probably got in the game to now. But say yeah. we, we took it all away, yeah. wiped everyone's menu, m- menus, everyone's memories. They yeah. don't know who you are and you've been given whatever, a phone or you can go door to door. Yeah. You have, have you ever thought about a strategy or have you ever been asked what you would do if, if you didn't have, if you weren't you or you, or you got magicked into someone else's body, they're uh-huh. 20 years old and they've uh-huh. got to go out there in a sales job. It, what, what would be your plan? Yeah. As long as I have the, the skill sets that I have now, the, ex, you know, the experience, yeah. although I'm, yeah. So I think that there is a lot of opportunity that there are, it, th- this is 
imagine this. I'm planted in Podunk, Tennessee, where I don't know anybody or nobody. I didn't even know that was a place. So, yeah, we can go with that. I just made that up. They're probably. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, they barely have electricity. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) So so that's that's where I am. There are opportunities for any business to grow through online. So let's let's just say I go to the local restaurant and they're struggling trying to get tables filled. Well, I could do something as easy as say, hey, I can put an ad on social media that shows your beautiful establishment and tells people click here and you can download a, a free appetizer. And that could be a way to attract, uh, you know, people to, to that restaurant. I could go to, you know, any local business. I could go to realtors and say, hey, I can get leads for you to people that are interested in selling their, um, their home or people mm-hmm. that are looking to buy a home. So every local business, not, not only that, here's if I want to go big money, that's, that's the little, little yeah. stuff. If I want to go big money. This is what I would do. And I've done this many of times is I would go online and I would find a young influencer that has a good following. And then I would just look at what they're doing. And a lot of times you've got these young influencers that have hundreds of thousands, even millions of followers, but they don't know how to monetize it. So but they, they've got an audience. It's one of the most challenging parts is to, first of all, establish that audience. But you have these influencers that have an audience, but they don't know how to monetize it. So I would step in and I would show them how they could potentially uh, position themselves as an expert, or maybe people would pay a premium price for their exclusive content. And yes. then we begin to build memberships sites for them and continuity programs where people are going to pay $20, $30 a month. And so that's what I would do. And I would say this, Hey, I'm going to do it for free. And I just want a 30% of all revenue that I generate for you. Now, here's the thing. If they're not generating much at all, I'm assuming all the risk. Yeah. So I know my skills. I know They've got the traffic. They've got that. If I can build them a platform that monetizes their audience, I can make good money, 30% off of what's made. It's really interesting you bring this up. We've literally just launched. So I've got some friends that are involved in the ad space. Um, and obviously, I have this, the sales experience. And we've literally just done that in dental, where we actually took on two dentists. And we uh-huh. said, we'll, we'll do the ads. Yeah. We'll do the appointments. We've hired an NHS, uh, sorry, a dental nurse with 10 years, seven years experience. Um, and we've literally gone, we'll do the appointments. We'll do the ads. We'll do the calls. And we want 35%. And we had two, de- we contacted seven dentists and two took us up. And we're like, yeah. okay, cool. This is great. And I, I love the fact you do that. And I think there's a block for some people. They don't think outside of the box. Yeah. If I don't get paid up front, I'm not going to do it. And now do you think that's because people aren't used to putting the pressure on themselves? Do you think it's because they don't believe that they'll get the results? Why do you think more companies don't do it? Well, yeah, I think you probably answered it a little bit there is that number one, they don't know if they can actually deliver where they can make the money 
or maybe they're not in the position where they can take that initial sacrifice yeah. at first to build on their own time and stuff. I remember I was sit, I was sitting in um, having dinner with Kevin Hart. I think most people know who Kevin Hart, the comedian is. And we were discussing what we were going to build out for him. Um, we helped work. He had a suit line, clothing line. Right. And uh, we were showing our proposal. Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to build this website. We're going to do this. Boom, boom, boom. And just, you know, very detailed uh, proposal. And at the end of this big detailed proposal, he said, well, how much are you going to charge me? And I said, we're going to do it for free. We're going to build all this for free. All we want is a percentage of all sales that is generated. Without hesitation, he said, I'm in. He said, I'm in. This is Kevin Hart, an A-list celebrity. He said, I'm in. And he, he told me afterwards, he said, Paul, the last guy that built us a website charged me $100,000 to build the website. And when it was done, he was gone. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. I said, I said no. I, I'm, a work I'm here for the long game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm here for the long game. How much I know I can make more. Can yeah. I ask you a question from that as well? So you've done that with Kevin Hart, and I yeah. bet more business has come your way from the back of that. Because Absolutely. he must pick his phone up. People go, what are you doing, Kev? He's like, I've just sent this guy on. He's doing all this. Oh, how much have you been done this time? Yeah. It's one of those things, right? They're used to being overcharged and underdelivered. Oh, no, yeah. he's done it for free. Go, what's his name? And you've yeah. got the best Instagram handle on the planet, right? At Paul. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. it's pretty easy to find. Yeah fascinating as well so you must get a lot of referrals i i i I remember the last time i was with him when we left uh he texted me said paul if there's anybody in hollywood you want to meet just let me know i mean what 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 type of price can you put on that that's just uh priceless so so yeah when you put and i've done this again with uh top name entrepreneurs and Let's let's say the average agency, they're gonna a five thousand, ten thousand dollar a month retainer. Yeah. You know, I can make more than that in one day with the right person. And retainers really put a lot of people off as well because yeah. there's two sides to this, I think. When we're selling an offer, and this goes for anyone who's listening on this, please bear this in mind. It's not you can have the best offer on the planet. Yeah. But let's say, let's look at weight. Imagine for 20 years, every new, every new Year's Eve, I set the plan, I'm going to lose two stone. Yeah. And for 20 years, I've given up after four months. If I've now got to make a decision where I'm going to hand you a retainer and I'm involved in doing something, yeah. I've, my habit, I'm habitually used to giving up. Yeah. So even yeah. if your product's great and I've got to do a bit, I'm like, well, you're great, but I'm sucking at this type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when you take that away and you're, you're, you're holding on to the reins for people and you're doing it all, you, you must just make more, so much so, more money. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we've made six and seven figures a month just doing a profit share um, with someone, with the right people, the right product. So we, we do have parameters of how we do. We don't do that with everybody. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you know, because we, you, it, you can't as well. It's hard to, it's hard to you can't track it all. And you don't want to be chasing a hundred companies. Well, and, and, and here it's, it's like this. Uh, there's some people that come to us and their offer is not proven. Yeah. They don't, they don't have an audience. It's there's a, the risk 
it, you know, it's on us. If, if it you doesn't get Kevin work, Hart to just post something, you know, right. a certain amount. But yeah. if you go, Kevin Hart, I'm Kevin Hart and I certify my new product, you know, yeah. you've just got to, you're getting the right eyeballs is half the battle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So if it's a new offer, they don't have an audience or something like that, then we're not going to assume it's the, the risk reward isn't there for us. But if we look, they have an offer, like I've had individuals that have no name, you yeah. know, they, they have no name, but they have an amazing offer and they statistically speaking, their offer has done, let's say millions of dollars, but they're just struggling with, let's say paid ads. Yeah. And we, we've had individuals come to us that's done $4 million on their offer with affiliates, but they try paid ads and they can't get it to work. Well, the good thing about our team is we don't just do paid ads, but we do funnels, we do systems and everything like that. So we know just looking at their funnel, well, it's never going to work with paid ads. They have to restructure their funnel. We have to rebuild things and then we can run paid ads. We know the offer, the webinar, whatever it is, is converting, but they just need the proper systems in place for them to see results. So we've done things like that and um, got great results too. I love it. Can I ask you, what drives you now? You've hit, you know, pretty much everyone in the industry and you've got the contacts and you've got the trappings and all the other stuff. So what drives you now? Uh, Legacy, legacy. Mm. You know, I think that there comes a a certain point when, yeah, uh, making another dollar, although it's, you know, um, with more money, you can make more impact. Uh, But there comes a point when, when it's all said and done, what type of impact will you leave when you're gone with my family, with my children, with, you know, when people look back, uh, was I just some entrepreneur online or did I do something that made a, a change in people's lives? And so, so yeah, I'm doing more things besides just like our agencies, they kind of run um, without me. Uh, I'm finding myself doing more one-on-one type of projects with individuals where I can work personally with them, find myself doing more events, but it is about a legacy. What, what, what will people say about me when I'm done, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm gone, when I check out? Uh, so I don't want to be just one of these individuals that was, Hey, uh, it was a marketer or whatever. I, it's, it's about what type of impact and legacy I can leave. I love that. Can I ask you a question? Jump. I jump around on questions. So I just, jump out from whatever comes into my mind so when you were scaling up you've gone from a stage you're doing well and you go the thing i think for a lot of people i ask questions i'm interested in and then i always ask questions this is for the audience so for the audience side you know when you're you're going from things are going all right at what point did you hire someone where you because i know some people out there they do lifestyle stuff they're making 10 grand a month they're all right doing on their own they might get a va or something like that First question, let's jump it back, would be, did you always have plan to build the business? Yeah. And the second one would be, who was your first hire um, and why? Yeah, so uh, my first hire was my brother-in-law. And it was for, I found myself doing a lot of tedious things. And so there was, there was a time when you go from like no business to I've got 10 clients now and I'm one person. And in these days I was running their ads. I was posting their content. I was 
but I was doing everything for them on their, their social media management. So I was doing that. So you got to imagine I'm, there was no softwares back then that you could schedule content or anything. So I'm posting on 10 people a day. I'm uh, running, setting up ads for them. I'm kind of monitoring things. I'm communicating with them. And then I have a steady flow of leads coming in. And so I realized I was doing a lot of busy work, Yeah. but the, the, the greater value was me in front of those clients, potential clients, building that relationship with them and then potential clients selling them. And at that time, that was, that was my, my biggest value at that point. It wasn't what I was doing on the computer uh, because as long as quality work was being done, they didn't know who was doing it. You know, it's like if, if you're making content and you're posting it and it's good, I don't have to be the one posting it. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I was finding myself doing like 16 hours a day of work. I had clients in multiple time zones you know, around the world. And it was just like, I wasn't sleeping much. And so I remember for me, it was, it was like such a risky thing because your first hire, let's say you're making a hundred thousand dollars. And I I probably was making about a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then I had to hire someone and this was USA based person. Although it was just kind of like virtual assistant type things, you know, I ended up paying probably Thirty, forty thousand dollars a year. So that's, you know, 40, 30, 40% of my revenue. And so it was like, but I saw two or three months after that, that the revenue that was coming in, it started coming back up and I was mm. back up to that. And it was, I was doing less work and I was making just as much money. And did your brother also work with you now? Uh, he actually, so he worked with me for about 10 years Mm. and like most people that work with me, they are very entrepreneur minded. So they go off and do their own. Yeah. So he went off and, um, has done his own. He actually started a medical contracting agency right before COVID, um, started and now it's a multimillion dollar business. Good for him. And isn't that the best way, right? I say with people with my coaching clients, one, my coaching client shouldn't be with me for too long a time because if I can do my job right, you shouldn't yeah. need me. And I think if you hire the right people, and I'd love to know your thoughts, Smith, if you hire the right people, you're looking for people that have got that drive, the desire, the want for more. They're yeah. competent. So there's yeah. got to be, a, you want them almost to be at this stage, but they're working so hard that they go, okay, well, I know the numbers. I've brought in half a million pounds worth of business this year. I've made yeah. 70,000. But actually, yeah. if I did that for myself, I'd have made 140. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? And you must, do you think that's a benefit to have those people? Or do you think it's better to try and hire the people that will stay with you for life? I think you'll probably have a balance of both for different type of positions. Because there are some, there are some, task in roles that a person is very content mm. with a nine to five salary based job. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm never one of these like, Oh, everybody should be an entrepreneur and things like that. Because some people, the, 
they could not handle the roller coaster. And it is a roller coaster at the yeah. start to yeah. start with, right? Yeah. So it, it's like everybody tells you about the, uh, you know, my 100K month, but they don't tell you. When I got my, my Lambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I can tell you of how I lost six figures in one month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so, so it's not for everybody. So I think I have a lot of people on my team that are nine to five employees And then I do a lot of times my project managers or marketing directors, individuals like that are, they're working for me, but they have have their own projects. Yeah. They have their own projects too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I find with, with what I do now, we've got a, we have a black book of contacts and we have 14 outside contractors, which we actually give, we're, we're developing into a black book of contacts. So when our clients just join, we go, here's for people. Not just use our team, but build your, especially if you're a coach, consultant, an expert, you're building a business. So outsourcing is one thing, but actually if you can have that. So now we have some of our contractors working for 20 of our different clients at one go, which is great because you want to see that. So I agree completely. Um, We say about failure, failure is part of the course. But one thing I'm fascinated with is I'm always the guy that when I, so if I look at you, uh-huh. I find it hard to imagine you at your, you know, you did the 100K month when you uh-huh. sat and stared in the mirror and went, what the beep am I doing? <laughs> Can you shed yeah. a bit of light on that? I'm guessing uh-huh. there's been some of this on the way. And I think it's vital oh, it, for people, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. So uh, I can tell you in the early years, I almost get emotional thinking about it because it was so gut wrenching. In, in this industry, the ad world and everything like this, I, I can tell you things that can just throw your business into a loop. Uh, Facebook changes the algorithm. Change, I, I'll give you a great example. Uh, running ads for a client it, that is selling a crypto course, making millions of dollars um, for him. And we're getting... A percentage of that. It's making a ton of money. And then Facebook says, no, allow, no longer allowed to market crypto courses on our platform. Party's over. Done. Literally, Overnight. one day, literally, one day his offers making millions of dollars a year. Um, the next day, it's, it's against policy to run that. So that's a big, you know, a big hit. Uh, let's see. There were certain platforms that we use that change policies, change algorithms. So the, there's there's been times an ad account gets shut down. You get banned from these platforms. Just all of I've these had things. It, I had it with Facebook. I don't even know what we did. We yeah, didn't even yeah. have an ad that we were selling anything. It was like a free, it was a free download. And yeah, they blocked yeah. it. We appealed it. Yeah. And they went, no, you breached violation. And it's... For anyone who's not done Facebook ads, it's a weird world, I find, because yeah. I'm not an expert in that area. But I was like, who do I talk to? It's, so, just like, it's, it's so, like it comes over on a speaker. Get out, you're yeah. banned. And that's it. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's like trying to get help is impossible. So we've seen stuff like that. Th- think of that in a big scale. Yeah. That, you know, you've got 50 clients that you're running stuff for. And in one day, all of their accounts are shut down. Your phone is ringing off the hook. It's, it's going. And, and I'm talking like Fortune 500 companies and stuff. And what do they do at that point? Because do you just pivot to things like TikTok and other, or YouTube or whatever it is? Or is it? 
Yeah. So, so this is, this is what has given me a, uh, a sanity in this. I thought you were going to say an ulcer. <laughs> an ulcer. Yeah. That too. <laughs> uh, is we always figure it out. Yeah. We always yeah. figure it out. It might be one week later, two weeks later, a month, but we always figure it out. And so what I have to tell myself is with what we know, the people we know, our experience, we might get punched in the, in the stomach with a policy change, algorithm change, or you know whatever it might be. But just give us time; we will figure it out. Yeah. So it so it it has went from something like that would happen. I would panic. I would you know, uh, like for example, the a lot of guys in the industry when Apple the iOS update fourteen or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that caused the the tracking issues for a lot of people. I know, like my phone, a lot of these guys in the industry, they were reaching out to me. What do we do? What do we do? You know, they were panicking. I reached out to my team. They're like, we already have a software that takes care of all of our tracking that are in-house built. Right. Two years, two years. Ready for it. Yeah, yeah. So, So it is being able to predict and look forward of what could happen. And... Start building things as if, hey, Facebook could shut down tomorrow. Literally could. So, And it's interesting with that as well, because so a lot of the business I've ever done has all been organic. So yeah. we launched a pod. The podcast isn't for me for lit general. I, for anyone who contacts us for coaching, I'm grateful for it and we like it. Yeah. My, like the podcast, I want to meet people like you, David Meltzer, Jeremy Minor, like these great people. Because actually, I want to get into doing stage speaking and all that type yeah. of stuff. And I think the more time I spend with people that have achieved what I want to achieve, it makes more sense. And Absolutely. things are going great. So a lot of the other stuff that comes through from Clubhouse and organic marketing and social selling. And yeah. I'm very much now like, OK, so when you're doing organically, you're normally on very platforms doing different things. And yeah. so you're getting bits from here, there and everywhere builds it up. Yeah, But when you're, say, in one place and something happens, that's like having a heart attack, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you must have sometimes out there where you're at a stage now, but presumably you've seen a lot of the earthquakes that can happen. So you've got yeah. the backup plans and you guys are nimble. Did you yeah. ever have things in the early days when it was you on your own in the early stages where there was just that you went home and you stared at the wall and went, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Or do you, are you quite quick with the ideas? So I, I always tell myself I got three days to freak out. Okay. I got, th- I got three days to freak out, to cry about it, to be upset and everything like that. Then after that, if I keep on um, whining and complaining, then I'm just being a jerk to everybody else. Yes. You know what I mean? so, uh, so after three days of crying and being upset that, you know, everything crashed and burned and stuff like that, then I just emotionally okay, done. Let's figure it out. And, and so I think it's important for you to get to feel the gut punch because it will help you down the road, Mm. uh, adjust your behavior accordingly, but you don't allow it to paralyze you. So, so yeah, I, I can tell you, I used to do, I used to build viral websites where, you know, is these silly websites like the, um, 10 pictures you got to see of this. And then you find yourself just in this. Oh yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I know. Remember those. So which, and they were saturated with 
ads and, and things. So we, we used to have Facebook pages that would uh, push traffic to these websites. We were doing that. And then we would run Facebook ads where I could get clicks for a penny. And then I knew if they went to the website, I would generate three to five cents. Right. Well, obviously, okay. obviously, I'm spending thousands of dollars on ads here because I knew, well, what would happen is on the website, if you uh, started running, started pushing traffic in January, you would get your payout the end of February. Right. Okay. So, so there was a delay. So we were, we were doing that. We were, you know, running Facebook ads, um, thousands of dollars a day, and we were posting on it and just making, you know, a lot of money on these websites. Well, then one day Google said, you are violating policies. And it was simply because it was like, you know, when you're clicking on these pictures, you have a next button, you know, click next. Well, we had our ads too close to the next button. Oh, is that what we call that? That's breaking policy. Yeah, yeah. So people were inadvertently hitting the ad, uh, clicking on the ad instead of clicking on the next button. And so they said, and it could have been like, you know, one millimeter, <laughs> one millimeter too close. So Google shut down all of our uh, Google AdSense accounts. So we had a, a payday coming to us like $150,000. We were spending ads on Facebook that were. 45 days delayed. And then our account. So Google takes all the money that was uh, due to us. And, you know, we're spending money on ads. It's done. You know, the party's over. And so we lose all of that money that we were expecting from it. And yeah, yeah. They must make so much money from doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. It it was a big. Because they're definitely not reimbursing you for the money you've spent on ads. No, 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 no. Um, so do you think now, so with those types of ads, are those still a thing now that still um, people use for, for, to gain traffic? Or is that sort of a few yeah, so, years out of date and it, there's other things? Yeah, probably. So we used to call it ad arbitrage. Okay. So you could, you could buy, you know, a click on Facebook. Like I used to be able to get clicks on Facebook for a penny. Right. I, sometimes I get two or three clicks for a penny. Wow. And then... If someone would visit my website, I would have enough ads on there that I knew the average value per visitor was three to five cents. Right. It was just simple math. I would yeah, spend yeah, yeah. as much money as I could on Facebook. But now Facebook, it's against Facebook policy to run those type of ads. Right. And right. the amount of revenue that it would generate would not justify the cost. Because the cost of the cake so much higher. Yeah. yeah. So, so where, where do you see the ads are going to go? Because it's more... A populated marketplace now, right? They they, yeah. they know that, that there's got to be part of it that Facebook know how reliant people are, and to be frank, there's only a certain amount of places you can go to spend right. your money, right? right? So yeah. it, it has to to go. Where do you think ads are going now? Do you think all the the metaverse and all that type of stuff is going to be the, the angle people go? Do you think it's going to carry on like this for a while? Well, well, so this is this is what I think. I know between Google, Facebook all of these platforms, they have billions, probably not billions, probably trillions of data points on how people respond to ads, 
what people do based upon colors of ads, words of ads, pictures, everything like that. All of these responses that they built over the years. So I would say the average marketer is going to be replaced by artificial intelligence. Mm. Like there, there probably come a day that let's say you have a coaching program or a Shopify store. You, you will say, um, Hey, Facebook, make me an ad for this product. And Facebook will show you a picture, the copy, you know, everything like this. And it'll say, uh, historically speaking, this ad gets a 3.2% click-through rate. Right. If I use these words versus these words, you should expect this. And then you say, okay, sounds good. Approve. And your ad is made. And, you know, like these platforms, what they'll do is probably the first 10 or 20 days, they'll say, we are optimizing yeah. just to get as much bang for the buck. And then you'll start to, so I think that there will come a point where ads are a lot less important than your deliverables, your Mm. service or your product. So anybody will be able to do a good ad. Anybody will be able to, because it's all artificial. So Chase Bank actually did a test, testing AI designing ads for their services versus a human. AI outperformed the human. I, we've had this with Jarvis AI. Have you used that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Andy would have hasn't used Jarvis AI. I mean, we used it for. So anyone who's, who's listening on this, so if you go to Jarvis.ai and it's AI software, but will write out your copy, yeah. where, and, and you can select the Ada method and this and that, and how you want it to be written in witty, professional. Yeah, and it's hard to tell. And if yeah. we've got that now for seven ninety nine a month, yeah. To imagine where the video, it's almost a combination of Jarvis AI and Canva, right? Yeah. Amalgamates yeah, yeah. together yeah. with clever tech to and, create a, that's, that may be what. A few and and, and even videos, like you will, you'll probably be able to do, you know, just like a little test video where you sit in front of the camera, you say some phrases, some words and do it some, writes you. <laughs> And, and, and it, it will basically, it'll take your face and everything like that. And it will make a video that looks like you are doing it. I do. It will be like, like America's got talent and it will come up with a big, uh, you know, when you did a facial recognition and you've got a tag, yeah. it'll be all that stuff. And it'll come over and uh, light yeah. too low facial expression, yeah. sad for whatever it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. It's fascinating though, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that there will be a huge need to have superior product services, relationships with people that will differentiate you from just having good ads. Mm. Paul, I've loved this today. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> it's great. To, uh, it's, I love getting inside the mind and anyone who's watching and listening. Um, it's selfish for me on his podcast, but I genuinely, I bring people on, but I'm always impressed by the, uh, at the level I want to be at and, and to pick your brain and hear your stories. It's fantastic. It really is. Um, do you want to show people how to find you, what you've got going on, plug away anything you've got going on? It'd be great. Yeah, sure. So I think you, you mentioned it. The easiest way to contact me is on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Paul, just P-A-U-L, uh, verified account there. Just send me a message. You know, I respond to all my 
DMs. So I get a lot of DMs, but just say, you know, that you heard about me on this podcast and let's start a conversation if you want to talk about anything. You are just fan, genuinely. And I, I hope to catch up with you in real life as well. And thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. It's been my privilege, David. Thanks a lot. Absolute pleasure. Guys, that's another episode of the Sales Masters podcast. Uh, like, follow, share, subscribe. But above everything else, go and drop Paul a message and say thanks and find out how his team can help you. Because genuinely, one of the nicest guys out there, but one of the smart guys as well. So a winning combination. Thanks again, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. I'm so glad you popped by. If you've liked this, give it a share, subscribe, even give us a rate and review. Share it out to someone who knows, and I look forward to seeing you on the next edition.